everyone chases engagement, that space is very crowded. So why not look at disengagement? On this week's episode of the Life and Digital podcast, Ed spoke with Hanzeb Alvi, Growth Director at ExitB, to discuss consumer journeys, micro moments, and how ExitB uses this information to make valuable decisions and target consumers effectively when they are disengaged. We hope you will enjoy. Okay, hello, welcome to the Life in Digital podcast. I'm joined today by Johanseb Alvi, who is the Growth Director at ExitB. Johanseb, thanks so much for coming in. Last minute as well. Thank you so much, Ed, for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure, my pleasure. Um, so just jumping straight in, it'd be great if you could let me know a bit about um, ExitB, who the company is, um, how you came into fruition, your, your role there. Sorry to ask you a million questions at once, but yeah, no, good, no. To, good, good to get the background. Absolutely. So, uh, well, ExitB started as a, a more of a SaaS company providing on-site optimization uh, to uh, e-commerce websites and other publishers. So one good example is like back in the day, people would add stuff to their cart, uh, but if mm-hmm. they would not check out, then as they would leave the site without checking out, we would understand that behavior and we would, you know, give them an offer that hey, if you check out now, you'll get 5% or 10%. Oh, like a real e-commerce solution. Exactly. So so that would really get people to, to check out there and then. So from a from a publisher point of view... A bit like a web loyalty or someone... They were like decreasing that. their yeah. card abandonment. Yes. So, so that's how we started. And then we pivoted towards advertising because we, we understood the science behind it, how users behave, uh, how incentives work or how to re-engage them when they have disengaged or how to again capture their attention when they've already considered whatever they had and then looking mm-hmm. to move on. So that's how we started and uh, now we pivoted towards advertising. Uh, we're very happy to say that right now we are the only ones uh, doing this uh, in the industry uh, who's really going to clients and agencies and, and giving the same technology with a more advertising-led solution, better targeted, more privacy, uh, uh, no third-party cookies, anything like that. And um, and yeah, we're your startup, you're looking to scale and, and grow in the market. That's really cool. And so you've joined as growth director. We touched on that. Yes. What, what growth director can mean a whole bunch of things. What does, what does that encompass? Uh, exactly. So as a startup, it means everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm doing bits of everything. So uh, I'm helping my sales team with, with, uh, with proposals, sales enablement, a uh, bit of marketing, uh, how to approach events, our uh, market playbooks, how to scale within the UK or what should be our approach. Uh, publisher development, uh, sometimes finance as well, yeah. uh, a bit of payments and things like that, uh, recruitment, uh, obviously with you guys, so bits of everything. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and again, as a startup, the, the beauty is you get to jump on whatever you really like or whatever really needs attention, needs resolution, so uh, you bring your best to it and, and, and oh, everyone brings their best ideas and we find a solution to move on. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, and in terms of the Exit B Tech, just so I can understand, so with those um, incentives and rewards at the point that someone was lost um, in the car, in an e-commerce environment, would I be right in thinking that you're then able to offer those types of incentives in a display environment, in terms of, you know, in a programmatic world, how, how, does, a, how does a platform work with an advertising? 
So within the advertising point of view, uh, we are coming to the market and saying that, hey, here is a moment uh, where we know users have disengaged or mm -hmm. they're looking to move on. Uh, for, for a publisher can use a technology for obviously if they're e-commerce for card amendment mm -hmm. or if they're not e-commerce, if they're pure uh, content publisher, they can re-engage users with uh, more related articles mm -hmm. uh, that, hey, we saw you were reading about uh, finance, that Bank of England monetary policy might increase the interest rate today. So, will design, yeah. <laughs> so here are two more articles which might, which related to cost of living, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, or if you're an advertiser, then you can use the same format, same moment to do give a very contextually relevant suggestion to users. If someone has been reading about uh, training for London Marathon, then a sports brand or a fitness brand can come in and mm -hmm. as people are leaving can suggest here's my product that would help you with your you know, fitness goals or things like that. So uh, we are trying to marry the user, uh, their content and the, the promotion or suggestion, whether it's an ad or a content suggestion to be very contextually relevant. It's very contextually relevant. So does the platform have demand and supply coming into it and ads are served on a, on a bidding method? Uh, exactly, so right now, uh, we, we're not fully programmatic yet. Uh, we are building our, our, our integrations for it. Mm -hmm. But yes, we integrate directly with uh, publishers. Uh, we're reaching out to agencies and we're getting campaigns from them, bringing demand to our publishers. And again, trying to marry where if someone is an in-car market, car audience, and mm -hmm. obviously if you've got car brands, we'll show them a car ad towards the end. So it really marries up to what they've been searching for. Uh, and then they get to see a high pack ad towards yeah. the end. Really the cool. Journey. And I know you talk about micro moments. What would you describe sort of micro moments yeah. as? So before I jump into digital micro moments, I'll take a step back and, and you know, make it whole for everyone. Okay, so, yes, please do. Uh, every day of our lives is full mm -hmm. of journeys. Mm -hmm. So just like uh, we're having this chat, it's like when you go for a run, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're completely engaged in that activity. You yes. Know? And all of these activities, whether you're going out for lunch with your friends or you're on a call with your colleagues, they require attention, mm -hmm. right? So there's no point running and checking your social network feed at the same time, right? So same uh, when it comes to our digital uh, lifestyle, digital engagements, we have got uh, journeys as well. Mm -hmm. So whether you're on a call uh, or you're checking your emails, you're fully engaged in that. And as you disengage from one activity and you're about to start another activity, that in-between moment, that's where you are most likely to engage with something you haven't planned for. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you just had a half an hour call with your board of directors and you know in the next 15 minutes you're going to be meeting some of your American colleagues, that 15 minutes in between is where you'll check your messages, emails, yeah. quickly grab a cup of coffee and while the coffee is brewing, you'll check your social media feed. So these are the micro moments. Yeah. This is where your attention is available. Yeah. You're consciously engaging with these uh, elements. And, and this is where micro moments and these, we call these in-between journeys because you're between two journeys mm. and these moments exist in between them. That's literally my day-to-day -day life, <laughs> between the office, home, or whatever it might be. So, yeah. so exactly. So obviously digital micro moments are in seconds rather than minutes. So 
as you consume, for example, if you've been on a website reading about the news or the Commonwealth Games, and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna check something more about trendy summer fashion. So mm -hmm. as you disengage from a sports website and mm -hmm. you look to going to a fashion website, that's the micro moment. That's the micro moment between those two journeys. Mm -hmm. And that's what we identify that the user has disengaged, they have consumed the content, they came to consume on the website, and now they're about to start another journey on another website. Here's an opportunity, and that's where we deliver our ads. To pull them back into the original site or to serve to them? Uh, again, if it, it can be both. A mm -hmm. publisher can use it to make them stay a while longer, mm -hmm. uh, decrease their bounce rate, increase their dwell time, so mm -hmm. again, providing a better experience to the user, getting them more engaged. And if not, and if just an ad, then again, as I said, it could be very much contextualized to what you're reading about. So if you're reading about Commonwealth Games, athletics, then there's so many brands that can take opportunity of that environment and contextual relevance and, and deliver an ad in that environment. Mm -hmm. Okay, really, really interesting. And how is that affecting the industry at large? Obviously, it's really just about what Exibee is doing, but uh, how much is the industry noticing these micro moments and is that influencing? when ads are being served and how they're being served? It's, we are influencing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't say that uh, we, we've, we've done a, we, the job is done. Yeah. Uh, I said we are a startup, we are very new in this space, so uh, we take every day as it comes. Mm -hmm. uh, we have engaged with some big brands and agencies. Mm -hmm. uh, they tried us out with a very small budget. They absolutely loved it and scaled it. That's so, incredible. Uh, I think that's a really good example of how we're influencing to approach display advertising completely different mm -hmm. because we're we're not going to clients and saying we can deliver 100 million impressions a day. Mm -hmm. We are saying, hey, we don't blast ads on every page. We only deliver one ad at the end of a user visit mm -hmm. on a website and that's it. So we are delivering 10x less ads than a typical at a company who are mass impression player, uh, our ad performed 20 times better than standard ads, and, and wow. it's very respectable to use experience. You never go to a website to see ads. No. Right? No one does that. Everyone goes to a website to read content, uh, read what about the interests and things like that. So there's no point trying to, you know, show them big high impact ads begging for their attention or, or trying some sticky ads and things like that to really, you know, force some kind of ability onto their eyes. It just doesn't make sense. I think it's more respectable for users as well that when they've disengaged, uh, whatever they were reading with, and as they leave, when their attention is available, when they've consciously disengaged from a site and now they're closing the site or starting a new journey, whatever they're doing, that's the moment where you show them an ad and they're, they're more, you know, receptive to it. We're seeing amazing engagement rates, high viewability, so it works for everyone. Really cool. So if you're speaking to a brand, what, what advice are you giving them when you do have those first conversations with brands and agencies? What are you, what are you saying to them? Um, well, the proof is in the pudding, right? Yeah. So, the 20 times uh, X is the... Uh... Exactly. Uh, I can be running around the industry making big claims, but, but frankly, if I don't back them yeah. uh, in a transparent fashion where they can track it as well, it makes no sense. So um, 
our advice to brands is the same that hey we are here to challenge the market uh, we're not here to reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. we are here uh, everyone has been chasing engagement mm-hmm. right uh, I've been in the industry for a long time you have worked with so many uh, tech vendors out there agencies everyone chases engagement so that space is very crowded mm-hmm. why not look at disengagement mm-hmm. why not look at when people are actually disengaged Mm-hmm. when the attention is naturally available and and then don't be in their face be relevant and be 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 kind of you know gentle and be be subtle with them that here is a suggestion and, and let them engage with it mm-hmm. that's it and it doesn't have to be an ad as I mentioned like a publisher can use a technology for on-site optimization more content suggestions subscription driving subscriptions newsletters Surveys, I'm intrigued to know is there, scores, whatever they want to do. Yeah, I'm intrigued to know, is there a moment when you know which of those choices to go with or who to go with if it is NPS score or survey or offer what? Yeah, it's, uh, we understand the user journey. So when we work with a publisher, obviously they take our technology on board and they put our script on their pages. So mm-hmm. we know how much time a user is spending on their website, how many articles they're reading. Yeah. And then we can be smart about it. If we are seeing that a user is coming on a finance website and reading five to six articles on a daily basis, mm-hmm. then we know they're a very highly engaged user and they'll be more likely to subscribe to a newsletter. Mm-hmm. That first thing in the morning, they have it in their email and they can click on those articles. Yeah, Tom and I, yeah. So that's where we see the value, you know, not just driving crazy signups to newsletters, really showing them value and really identifying that these people will truly benefit from a newsletter mm-hmm. rather than just driving newsletter signups because they'll get something you know unique or something exclusive offers in, mm-hmm. in a newsletter, right? So we can give publishers that intelligence. Even if when a signup is coming from a political article, we can tell the publisher that Although they signed up on a page which was about politics, but previously they read four articles about sports. Mm-hmm. So now the publisher is more aware that I've got more intelligence that they're also interested in sports, although they converted from a political article. So it would be valuable for me to share sports content in my newsletter to them as well. So again, giving that smart intelligence rather than one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, enables publishers to be more how to re-engage their audiences, how to build loyalty, how, how to you know really deliver the best user experience they can. Yeah, and you mentioned cookies. Is it a cookie-less platform? How are you? Absolutely. We, uh, we were built from the ground up. Mm-hmm. We never touched cookies. We have a contextual solution. And I said, we integrate with a publisher and we see how users behave on the site what sections they're visiting, how much time they're spending. So we have all the information. So if we know that someone has been reading about, you know, vegan uh, products mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, how to cook vegan food, uh, and then they exit from a sports article, then we know from our own intelligence that there are a vegan audience as well because they started their journey by reading yeah, articles about so. vegan food, vegan movement, mm-hmm. how they can uh, start uh, getting involved with, with vegan food, but then they exit from a sports article. So cookies can get the job done as well, but 
you can never be something like this when you're integrated directly with a publisher and you're seeing a user journey and, and you know in which category they index highly and where they're, they're least interested. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's awesome. And I can see from a direction of travel point of view being cookie-less relevance, um, the contextual piece, I can see how, yeah, the market, where it fits into the market in the current in the current climate really, really, really smoothly. Um, in terms of where you've had the most success, have you noticed any type of brand or type of publisher that, 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 that the platform really suits? Uh, definitely. Uh, we, we saw car manufacturers really uh, tapping into a technology, uh, both with on-site and with ads as well. Uh, it's all about delivering, you know, qualified, uh, you know, leads and getting more dealership signups, you know, appointment with dealerships or uh, car configurators. And especially now with electric vehicles, uh, a lot of car brands are, you know, uh, there's always anxiety about the range, you mm -hmm. know, because again, an internal combustion engine can can go for a uh, thousand kilometers, but yeah. then can my electric car do that? So. Hopefully one day, <laughs> coming soon, the Mercedes. Coming soon, the Mercedes, yes. So, so again, our format uh, is playful. Again, you, so we created a format where you can see how, what will be the range of the car, in how many minutes, how much range it will give you in terms of miles. So, again, it's, it's getting those people to come in, really play around with the format, have whatever information they need. Uh, if we know that they have been reading about electric vehicles and we know they're perfectly in-market audience and then mm -hmm. show them an ad. So yes, um, car manufacturers are doing very well and same with uh, technology clients. So I mean, for example, if you're reading a lot of laptop reviews, you're in market for laptops. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm sure as you're reading laptop reviews, there are loads of ads on the page from, from the, the top laptop manufacturers. But at the end of your visit, getting a really high impact ad saying here's a laptop da, da, da. Uh, you're more likely to click on it and like a recommendation almost uh, exactly um, I think there's a really interesting story about this uh, a piece of research done by Daniel Hahnemann mm -hmm. who wrote the book thinking uh, fast and slow okay, I'm with that. and um, he talks about uh, primacy and recency bias right so what that means is if you're going out shopping, you remember the first thing and the last thing better mm -hmm. than the items in the middle. Uh, so it's the same thing that when someone asks you about the uh, current economic situation, you're most likely to give your answer based on the most recent information you had. Mm -hmm. So uh, we tap into that. So you're more likely to remember the most recent ad you saw about a product compared to the 20 ads you were exposed to in the past one minute, right? Yeah. So, um, our ad industry has done it. Uh, they used to be first impression takeover yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day, again, trying to capture that primacy, the first impact. Uh, but then they learned the hard way that people don't come to websites to see ads. Yes. They come to sites to see content, and especially the first impression is very valuable from mm -hmm. a content point of view, not from an ad point of view, mm -hmm. because if I'm coming across an inter interesting article via my social feed or newsletters, I'm clicking on it, then I'm really, really interested in reading that article because I've actually clicked on it yeah, with intention. Yeah. So I'm not going to focus on the ads which are on that page, I'm going to focus on the content. And I think that's where the first impression takeover kind of got out, 
bit out of fashion, it didn't deliver amazing results, but then with recency bias, and especially how Daniel Kahneman talks about it in our daily life, that we are naturally inclined towards that, we remember the most recent thing we saw, or how we felt more recently, uh, that really takes the human psychology. Yeah, yeah, fascinating, fascinating. Um, I was thinking about linguistics and how, um, had to a degree in uh, anthropology, so how the order of words, what a, mis- what a difference it makes. So yeah, it all, 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 all really ties in. Um, we've been around, you've been around Antech for a long time. What do you think's coming in the next 12 months? What are the, what are the hot topics? Um, uh, well, I don't want to drag cookies through the mud anymore, <laughs> yeah. but I think um, as clients do more test and learn, test and learn, and, and truly look under the bonnet of uh, what kind of vendors truly bring value of, to their business. Uh, and again, it's not about whether this vendor is programmatically tradable or not, it's about truly who solves your business challenges, mm-hmm. or who really looks at your marketing challenges, understands them, and delivers you value in return. Mm-hmm. I think that's what marketers will start focusing on. Uh, there's been a lot of focus on efficiencies and a lot of clients have gone in-house with the digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've onboarded DSPs and have their own you know, data clean rooms and stuff like that. That's great. Uh, that has an important role. Uh, but at the end of the day, businesses, you know, they have to deliver products. Sell they stuff. have to sell products, yeah. right? And a vendor who solves those challenges are going to be the winners mm-hmm. and as more and more pressure gets built uh, when when clients are done with their efficiencies and you know got their shop in order mm-hmm. and now they really start digging under the bonnet of who's really selling me something unique or uh, who's really you know driving me incremental business and I think that's where uh, that's next big uh, thing uh, where we're there'll be success and failures. Yeah, and where they'll find it more. And for Exit B, anything you can share about the next 12 months as a startup, um, product development, things in the pipeline? Uh, definitely, we, we've got, uh, as a, we are a startup, we've got a lot of room to grow, so we, we've just uh, launched our video product. Okay, um, cool. It's always been a bit tricky how to deliver a more uh, long form unit in an exit environment, mm-hmm. uh, or an environment where users are about to start in the journey, so how to make them stay and engage longer. So um, we're testing that out. Um, and so th- that's uh, something that's available now uh, for our clients. Uh, similarly, uh, we are working on our programmatic roadmap. So very soon we'll be available programmatically as well. So that will be another tick for, yeah. for, for programmatic conscious advertisers to trade us with. And then we're again looking at um, uh, audience affinities and the journeys and um, how do users behave and engage you know some sites have a higher engagement rate you know you come on that sites they've got long read articles you're spending five minutes but then some sites have a low engagement rate high bounce rate so so how do you really figure out those audiences in a in a privacy respectful way and be able to deliver them better experiences whether they're on site or apps mm-hmm. Right, so again, focusing on that because the more you respect the user from an experience point of view, the more likely they are to engage with 
suggestions whether their ads are on site. Yeah, and just going back to that um, initial comment at the start of the conversation about the platform being a SaaS platform, do you sell a SaaS? Is it putting in the agency's hands and the brand's hands or is it optimized and managed? So for brands and advertisers, we have the ad product, so, yeah. so that's going to be when we are fully programmatic, it will be a more biddable platform. Yeah. The SaaS offering is for clients uh, and publishers. Yeah. So if, uh, for example, um, a company that makes kitchen products, if yeah. they want to use the card abandonment or other, you know, if they want to sell recipes, you know, you buy a product, give us a newsletter and we'll send you recipe book digitally, mm -hmm. you know, they can use it as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, they, they sit separately and uh, when we are onboarding our publishers, we're technically giving the whole SaaS product for free. Yeah. We're like, here you go, play with it. We'll help you with it from, from design terms, from engagement, uh, and you tell us what works, what doesn't work because user behavior changes so quickly, you just can't sit on an old model that, hey, it will work every time. Mm -hmm. um, and again, let publishers do A-B testing and, and we grow together with them. Very cool. But thank you so much for coming in. This feels like a nice place to a uh, nice place to stop. Um, yeah, and I really really appreciate it. It's been great to learn actually. I've I've known about it. I actually met your founder and Pavlos like several years ago. He's in London, but I never actually kind of got under the bonnet of the tech. So it's really yeah really interesting to hear what you guys do. Most welcome. Yeah, it's a it's very interesting. I was uh, when I was back in ad tech, it was pretty much you know. Uh, you won't get involved in technology that mm -hmm. much. It was more about oh, this is a new fancy shiny thing take it to the market yeah. and, and and frankly in those days that's what the culture was that what, what the trends were and, and people were less about technology more about what it can do for you but now with transparency and everything you really do understand your product how it works you and now so many people are smart they understand how code works and things like that so there's no point trying to sell some hocus pocus stuff yeah, it's got to work. the industry right uh ad ops people have come to the forefront as well more uh, more innovation roles are out there people who can understand what works what doesn't work there's a reason why those crypto advertising never picked up because, yeah. because uh the industry colleagues pretty much picked up very quickly that it's it's <laughs> not what it's yeah, technology. So, so you really need to bring a technology at the forefront, right? Uh, that's a product. Uh, yes, relationships are, are very valuable. We are in the relationship business, but ultimately it's a product. Everyone is here to drive a business forward. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and if your product does that, then happy days, you know? Very cool. Thank you so much. Real pleasure. Lovely having you. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Shansab. Thank you. big thank you to Hanzeb and Ed for this week's episode. If you want to find out more about the work Exit B are doing, we will link to them in the show notes and via our website. Thank you again for listening and subscribing, and we look forward to you joining us next time for Life in Digital.